Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is going on, everybody? It is Mike Kallick here for WEEI, for Odyssey Sports, and for 2400 Sports here on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, podcast feed. Uh, we are back. It is Wednesday, so we're back with another edition of The Numbers, taking a look at the stats, um, at all the things that help tell the story of not only the Patriots' loss to the Washington Commanders, but tells the story really of this Patriots season, this Patriots team, and why they are two and seven. Um, a reminder that the Six Rings and Football Things podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make sure you make every moment more at FanDuel. Uh, you can bet on just about everything over at FanDuel, so go check them out. Make every moment more at FanDuel. Um, let's get into it right off the bat as we sit here on this Wednesday and talk about the Patriots, again, 20-17 to 17 loss to the Commanders. So, uh, one number I want to talk about, one positive, uh, I would say, probably the only, I think the only, yeah, the only positive <laughs> I have for numbers uh, from Sunday is 64, and it's 64 yards. It's a 64-yard touchdown from Ramondre Stevenson, uh, one of two Patriots touchdowns, the other being a nice dime of a throw from Mac Jones. Two hundred Henry in the end zone, but uh, we're talking about Ramondre because Ramondre scampered 64 yards, um, his season long, uh, for a touchdown uh, in the loss. He uh, he had a path really cleared by both 
uh, it was Mike Onwenu and City So. Uh, City So with a dominant block on Deron Payne, one of Washington's better defensive tackles. Uh, and Rondre scampered 64 yards for six. So I thought that was huge to see him sort of, you know, get back in action and get, you know, a feel for the game again because he had struggled a little bit. Um, like I said, 64 yards was not only uh, his longest touchdown of the season, but that broke any rushing total for any game Ramondre had this season. So he had not rushed for more than 64 yards in an entire game, and he did it on one carry uh, on Sunday against Commander. Commander. So um, maybe the rest and recovery that you know he's gone into this season, uh, splitting the load with Zeke, has really you know helped him get going, and maybe they can build on that moving forward um, offensively. So uh, 64 yards from Ramondre was a solid, but the bad thing. The bad number, now I want to get to it, it's nine. He had nine carries. Ramondre Stevenson only had nine carries in Sunday's loss to the Commanders. I don't know um, if that had – it probably had to do a little bit with them sort of playing from behind and trying to you know, get back in the game. But, like, they could have established the run in this team and continued to pound the rock because Ramondre had nine carries for 84 yards and that touchdown. And just give him the ball. He was cooking all day. You know, he, he had a couple of nice long runs. Um, he was able to, you know – break off a few tackles and you know even in the passing game they didn't you know include him too much either but the 64 yard touchdown run you would think all right let's keep giving this guy the rock they can't stop him he's rolling but they only give it to him nine times so that just goes into where this offense is at and sort of the the struggle they're having Bill O'Brien's having with calling plays around these guys um with the running backs with the receivers and it could be about the receivers too that you know they just don't get into any sort of rhythm so He's failing to find the next play to call, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's it's all over the place on offense, and it it's you know seeping into the running backs carries load again too because O'Brien's all over the place. Doesn't you know think maybe to get him get him in in mojo back on track because he only had nine carries despite uh, really rolling from that sixty four yard touchdown run. So uh, speaking of those receivers, I want to talk about separation yards of separation. Um, the Patriots had three of the bottom eight wide receivers in terms of average yard for se- yards of separation uh, per route on Sunday. Um, and Matt Jones talked a little bit about this on Jones and Mego this week. He was asked by uh, our Megan Auto Lady just about, you know, these stats, these next-gen stats. This is from NFL next-gen stats, these numbers, and uh, just how they're, they're not really, you know, getting open. These guys aren't getting open. He Mac talked about it after the game as well. Uh, you know, said that's a really good point to Mike Giardi asking about the separation from these guys where, you know, the end, and we'll get to the, the drops, but like, uh, you know, Mac Jones fits one into Juju Smith-Schuster and it pops up in the air and it's picked and it's like, it's a great throw, but it's still a tough throw and he, he's making it, but it's hard to do that so consistently. And uh, the yards of separation, you know, really shows. And surprisingly too, the guy with the most wiggle on this team was – the second worst in terms of yards of separation this week in Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas had just 1.2 yards of separation per route on average uh, on Sunday. So that that's not good enough. From And I know he's a six-round pick and everyone's all high and mighty on him, and I get it, and I have been too. But, you know, you need more out of that guy because he is your best receiver. And the fact that they're able to lock him down a little bit like that in a, a secondary in Washington who's not that great, not that special, uh, it, it's tough. And so uh, – Douglas, again, was, was second worst. Hunter Henry was fifth worst at 1.6 yards, average yards of separation. Uh, and then Jalen Rager was eighth worst with 1.8 yards of separation. So uh, not great. Three of the guys who they were sort of relying on, Rager with some experience, 
Uh, Hunter Henry, obviously, Max go-to guy, and then DeMario Douglas, who has been the, the, arguably their best receiver this season. None of them are getting open, and that's, you know, that's not helping the offense either. So um, speaking of that, just a quick, I guess, number, if you will, and it's not just the number two. And these are the only ones that popped out to me. There might have been more, but two crucial, crucial, crucial drops from this wide receiver core. One being DeMario Douglas on a, a post route that Max found him, like a, a 50, 55-yard you know, chuck from Mac Jones that hits Rager directly in the hands. A beautiful throw, only place you could have possibly put it. And Rager just simply drops the football. And it's like, it, it's so irritating and frustrating because it, and nothing against Jalen Rager, obviously nothing against him personally, I don't mean it like that, but like nothing against Jalen Rager, it's just he's not that guy. And he wasn't that guy in Philly, a place that they've developed wide receivers. And then he wasn't that guy in Minnesota, a place where they've developed and found wide receivers. What makes the Patriots think Jalen Rager is going to come in here and be that guy? And they give him the reps. They give him – he's their basically their starting X receiver on Sunday while Kayshawn Booty is inactive. And I'm not sitting here and saying Kayshawn Booty's his world beater. And everyone's sort of using him in, in, in that light. And I'm not saying that, but you got to at least give the guy a chance because we know what Jalen Rager is in this league. He was a first-round bust. He hasn't stuck on with any team. Clearly, he gets his opportunity on Sunday and doesn't take advantage of it. And we don't even know what Keishon Booty is because we've seen him once. He had a yeah a couple, not great. He doesn't get the toe drag and whatever. But that's one chance. It's like you took a shot on this guy. You're two and six, now two and seven. Give this guy, J- Keishon Booty, a shot. So it was just frustrating from the drop on Jalen Rager's front. And then the other one is Juju Smith-Schuster. Everybody knows about this one. Uh, Mac, a beautiful throw. For a first down, would have had them in field goal range, and Juju just drops it, pops it up in the air, and uh, rookie safety Jartavis Martin just grabs it and ends the game. And so um, Mac Jones, I'm not saying he is completely faultless. Uh, he didn't play a great game. He hasn't been playing great all season. But you have to look at the environment around Mac and kind of realize that he has no help himself. So uh, that's that's sort of where I'm at with, with the drops and how this offense uh, is 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 evolving or not evolving if you will so uh, let's go to another one here third and 23 and uh roughly four or five missed tackles on the play so we're heading to the defense now because as as bad as the offense has been for the Patriots this season this was and this game specifically was really a three phase uh type deal because look you're you're talking about Sam Howell who look he played a great game he's played pretty good football season long but guys like Sam Howell were always Bill Belichick's bread and butter you know, a young guy doesn't fully understand reading defenses. His first season as a starting quarterback, his second season in the league. This is a guy who Bill Belichick used to take to school. And, you know, four turnovers, less than 100-yard passing, three points type – or, yeah, three points to the offense type guy. Sam Howell shredded the Patriots for over 300 yards passing. Um, and despite this drive not ending in points thanks to what ended up being an awesome play and a, a tough decision by Sam Howell himself, uh, with an awesome play by Kyle Duggar in the end zone, this drive ended with there was a third and 23 with a minute 40 left in the second in the first half. Uh, Washington down four, and Sam Howell scampers 23 yards for the first down. And again, it ends up being intercepted. But like that, that's a play where talking about fundamentals and where this defense is at. You know, I'm I'm watching it now. I'm rewatching it as it's in front of me, and there's four four or five missed tackles from Adrian Phillips and Jack Jones, and Kyle Duggar stops running. And, like, yeah, maybe that has to do a little bit with, you know, you're not going to touch the quarterback, you don't want to get a penalty, but you know, you got to stop the guy. And so it's just, you know, tough technique is off, 
I don't want to call it laziness, but there's definitely some fundamentals that need to be need to be taught better and needs to sort of uh, be fixed with this Patriots team if they want anything, uh, any success moving forward. So uh, that third and 23 on the defensive end really stood out with me. And then lastly, special teams. Um, and the number I have is just number three, and it's Mac Wilson's jersey number. Gives me an excuse to talk about it and, you know, give some insight out of special teams because – Look, Bill Belichick was upset with it, and I get it. He didn't really look offsides, Mac Wilson, but he was close enough where it looked like he was lined up in the neutral zone uh, towards the end of the, uh, end of the game, and it gave Washington another chance to wind some clock, and the Patriots end up losing because of it. Um, look, I, I understand that everyone's upset with the refs, and I get it. Uh, the refs aren't the reason why the Patriots lost this game. The refs aren't the reason why the Patriots lost a week before to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's just how the game works, and you got to work around it. Um, having said that, a tough call on the offsides, but it just goes to show that the discipline's not there in all three, three phases of the game. Mac Wilson clearly lined up too, too close to the neutral zone, makes it close enough for them to make a call. Uh, a couple plays by Brendan Schooler, not great. A couple penalties on special teams. Matthew Slater's going unhinged. You know, you, you hear him dropping F-bombs on the broadcast. So, uh, all over the place, really, like, all three phases of the game, this Patriots team just is not good enough. Uh, and it feels like a broken record. You probably turn on this dang Wednesday stat day podcast every week here on six rings and you kind of hear the same thing, same excuses, but you know, that's kind of where this team's at right now. All three phases of the game, not doing their job, uh, not making it easy for any of the other phases to try and go out there and win a football game. So those are the numbers again. Number three, Mac Wilson makes a stupid mistake on special teams. Third and 23, the defense lets up four or five missed tackles. Uh, they're lucky the Patriots didn't score after Sam Howell scampered 30, 23 yards, excuse me, for a first down. Um, yards of separation, Patriots had three of the bottom eight in week nine, including tomorrow Douglas with 1.2 yards of separation on average. Hunter Henry with 1.6 and Jalen Rager with 1.8. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson only has nine carries despite a 64-yard touchdown run and a couple other angry one, runs that should have warranted some more run for the third-year running back. So those are the numbers. That's what we're looking at. We will be back again tomorrow with myself and Andy Hart for some crucial clashes, some matchups ahead of Patriots versus Colts in Germany. Um, we'll have everything else covered here on the Six Rings feed with myself, Andy, and Fitzy. A uh, couple guests, a couple surprise guests coming up this week, so you don't want to miss it. Make sure you rate, review. And subscribe to Six Rings and Football Things here. You can listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Another reminder that we are powered by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more at FanDuel. Um, and you can uh, follow along with myself at Mike Cadlick on Twitter. I got all your Patriots news covered. So, again, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening here on Six Rings and Football Things. And uh, I guess as long as you want to keep trying to say it, as Fitzy says, go Pats. Hi, Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.